This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. It is great to see you all this morning. Happy New Year, of course. Um, I know, um, I'm sure that you've, uh, all, you're already tired of wishing people Happy New Year's. Don't it? it? It just happens, doesn't it? It's the 6th, isn't it now? 7th tomorrow, back to work for some. Some have already been to work, I know, I know, but I'm expecting you to feel sorry for me, all right? <laughs> I tried. I tried. Alistair's just sat at the back shaking his head at me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Ken. I couldn't agree more. I'm rested, relaxed, and um, all those other R's. Uh, pardon? Raring to go. I would have said rounder than I was before. Is probably more specific, but uh, I'll have to run an extra... 100 miles or so. It's going to take a while, but never mind. Anyway, we are in 2019. It has arrived. Some didn't think it would get here, but it has indeed arrived. And I want to ask a question straight off, off the bat. Okay? Answer in your own heart. I don't want to know your answer. You need to know your answer. What are you, and I'm talking to you, on an individual basis, each and every one of you, what are you looking for? Everybody take a moment. Have a think about it. Have a ponder. We don't want to hear your thoughts. We just want to know that you're thinking. What are you looking for? Now, we live in a digital age. Anybody noticed? I have a four-year-old who knows how to operate my phone better than I do, which is very disappointing. My uh, eldest son, who's nine, showed me that I'd done something wrong when it came to uploading a photo onto Instagram. He doesn't have Instagram, but he knew that I was doing it wrong. And I thought, there is no way he knows I am doing it wrong. He took the phone off me, and I was doing it wrong. How disappointing is that? But we live in a digital age, which means that data is easily collated. People can get data very simply because we leave a footprint and they are able to put that together and say to us, right, the percentage of people that were this, that did that, that were here, that did, went there, they can work all of that out pretty quickly. Now, anybody heard of the version Bible? Fantastic, so many. Now, there'll be a few of you that have heard of it. There are, listen, there's only 350 million people downloaded it. So if we're not in that category, then maybe we should think long and hard. <laughs> maybe we've got other versions. I have a different version um, on my phone. Um, I also have a hard copy of an NIV. Um, and often, if we are even in a digital age, we can still um, use the paper version, and that doesn't leave so much of a footprint apart from the curled edges on your pages, yeah? But 350 million people have downloaded the U version Bible. Now, 
What's interesting about that is that they can then tell me, and you, you can look this up later, and I'm sure you will to make sure I wasn't giving spurious claims, but uh, you can look this up and you can find out what the most popular verse was in 2018. This is the verse that was most highlighted, that was most shared, and was most bookmarked. Now, I found this piece of in, uh, information interesting, which is why I went looking for it. Um, any guesses on what the most popular verse is? I'm going to take three guesses. So have a go. Somebody, anybody. John 3.16, for God's soul of the world. that he. Joshua, definitely not that one. Jeremiah, strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That was the top verse on the Version Bible of 2018. Now, when they went across the board... So other downloadable applications of the Bible, Jeremiah 29 verse 11 was the next most popular verse. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now I find these things interesting. Did you know that us in this digital age, those people on that application, which is literally two of us in here, We, they, downloaded, you ready for this, 4.2 billion chapters to listen to audibly. That's impressive. But there were 27.2 billion chapters read. Now that's impressive. 27.2 billion chapters. Now, if you take that from 350 million people and you say 27.2 billion, there's a lot of people using a lot of Bible time applications, isn't there? Because there's only two of us in here that have got the app. They're astonishing numbers. But what it does tell me, and it tells us today, is that the Bible is more easily accessible than it has ever been. And we owe a lot of that to this digital technology of which I know that we're not all biggest fans of. Because I also know that there, has a, there is a negative impact to the digital age that we live in. And there are things that we don't want to be involved with or get near, but unfortunately, because of the digital age, it's on our doorstep all of the time. But the Bible is probably, I, I would dare to say, more accessible today in most countries than it has ever been before. But remember, this is just one platform. There are lots of others. And of course, then there's the the, the paper versions, your hard copies which you have. But why do I mention it? Well, we've entered a new year, which will bring new challenges. And as people, we appear to be looking for reassurance. Now, I can tell that that's the case from the Bible verses that we've looked at. The other verse in there is Joshua 1 and verse 9. He says, uh, the Lord says to Joshua, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And the other one, which was number 3, was Jeremiah 29, 11, which we mentioned. And the top search word 
What do you think the top search word was? Correct. Love. The top search word on that application was love. All of this points to people, the church, looking for reassurance. Because we live, don't we, in very uncertain times. And the truth is, because we're in a digital age, we know everything that's going off. Years gone by, you knew what was going off in your village. You knew what was perhaps going off in the town. You knew what was perhaps going off in the area that you live in, but outside of that, you'd have to wait for a letter off Edith. Or Jacob. I don't know, I'm just picking names, all right? <laughs> There'll be comeback for that one. But you see... Because we know about everything, it gets us into a place where we can be very insecure. We can be very worried. We can be very afraid about the outside world because it is a scary place. And when we see um, particular people that are in power, we start to panic. And when we hear about, and I'm sure the, the bombardment will start again tomorrow um, for something that's happening between Britain and Europe, um, but that'll happen again. And, and there's all this noise and there's all this chaos. And you know what we're trying to do? We're trying desperately to live life. And my prayer is, as children of God, as sons and daughters of the living God, if we know and love the Lord, we're trying desperately to live the, our life for God. Amen? That's what we're trying to do. And the truth is that that isn't always easy. And as a church, we want to be rooted in his word. Don't we? I'll ask you again. Come on, I'm rolling my sleeves up, so it's happening. We want to be rooted in his word. We want to be growing in our walk with him. And we want to be learning more, I would hope, about our relationship with him. How do we get to know God more? He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. He tells us to look into his word. We're encouraged to study his word. We're encouraged to seek growth in our lives. Because as we ask Christ into our heart, that isn't it. That's just the beginning. We've got to the foot of the cross. We've realized our sin, our failure before a perfect and holy God. But from that point, that should quicken our spirit to say, Something needs to happen. I need to learn. I need to grow. I need to find out more about him. And I guess that we can take those figures and verses that we've seen from that one application and we can be absolutely pleased at the fact that people are reading the Word of God. We can be pleased that it is so accessible in 2019. We can be pleased that people are taking the time out to look where I think is the only place that we can get assurance is in his word. And we can be pleased that people are doing that. But also, church, I believe that the verses tell us something else. Because the truth is that we're looking for reassurance, and I, you know, that's absolutely necessary for us as Christians, as people. 
We want to be reassured. I care about you. I love you. I want the best for you. We, we want to be reassured. No, I've got, I've got good intentions, not bad intentions. Look, do this. Live like this. With children particularly, I tell you that because I love you. We, we want that reassurance. It's natural. But when it comes to thinking about the Word of God and our relationship with God, we have to be careful that we don't get overwhelmed by the noise of the world around us. Because if we get overwhelmed by the world and the noise around us, we stop looking in the places that are going to give us reassurance. And we start looking for reassurance. Do you see where I'm going with this? You see, because we start looking for verses that say, everything's going to be okay. What we should be doing, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Yet I know, because the verses tell me, because the collated data tells me, that we as a church are perhaps looking and not learning. Perhaps we're looking and not growing. We're perhaps looking just to give us that bit of information for the next couple of hours. That's all I need. And isn't that the world that we live in? I'm hungry. I go to McDonald's. It takes minutes. And it takes minutes for me to be hungry again. So I go to Pizza Hut takes a little bit longer, and then it makes me sick. <laughs> That's not because of Pizza Hut, okay? It's because I have an intolerance <laughs> to pizza. Anyway, but we find ourselves wanting things instantly to give me that quick moment of reassurance, that quick fix, and then I'm on. But this is a relationship with God, isn't it? And I know much like you do, that relationships take effort, they take work, and they demand our time, they demand our best. If we put in, we'll get out. If we stop putting in, we know what happens. We stop getting out. That can be friends, that can be family. And the Word of God is telling us that actually, that if we look, the assurance that we find is knowing God. The assurance that we are craving as people, that we are craving as Christians, can be found in his word. And it's not from verses that Isaiah is talking to the Israelites specifically. It's from verses where God is telling you and me, children of his, he's telling us that I love you, that I want the best for you. Look at Jesus Christ. Does that not show that I have got the best intentions at heart for you? That I would come down in flesh and take your place on the cross? The reassurance that we require is at the foot of the cross, isn't it? Amen? The reassurance that we require finds us in a position where we're on bended knee before a God that loves us. And that's the top search word, is love. And isn't that what we all are desperate for? To be loved. But you know, the difference between a human love and the love that God gives to us is it is unconditional. 
God loves you, let me be brutal with you this morning, in spite of you. And he loves me in spite of me, because I am hard to love. Oh, you know this bit, but I also know that you don't know all of it. God knows all of it. And he loves me. And I know I don't deserve that, because I know me. Yet he knows me, and he loves me. And he knows you, and he loves you. And you might say to me this morning, Matthew, how on earth do you know that he loves me? And our first verse that was named was John 3.16. And the Bible tells me that God so loved you that he gave his best for you. And that if we put our faith and our trust in him, we will have everlasting life. And we go, Lord, I don't know where to turn. And he says, trust. He says, trust me. Trust me. Don't lean on your own understanding. Because the moment that we do that, we fail, don't we? The moment that I start thinking I know best, I fail. Because the truth is, this is a tough admission, I don't know best. And I also know that neither do you. The truth is that if we put our faith and our trust in a God who created the heavens and the earth, who formed you out of the dust, who knit you together in your mother's womb, he knows the intricacies of you, every single detail about you. He knows every bit of it, even the bit that you don't share with anybody else. He knows and he cares. And he loves us. And this isn't me talking. This is the word of God that tells us all you have to do is look. And if you want some verses, if you crave to know more, come and see me. I would be happy to sit down and share verses with you. Share stories with you about what the word of God tells us. So that we can see that God has his, uh, has his best at heart for each one of us. But you know, as a church, I also know that we have to be growing. And this is our challenge for 2019. Because we've had 2018 and it's been splendid. It's had its moments. It's had its tough times. But God is faithful. And we looked at that. God is faithful. And we're looking forward now to this next year ahead, should the Lord will. And in that, we don't want to get to 2020 and I ask you, what are you looking for? And the same thing comes into your head. Because we've not grown. And the Bible tells us that we need to grow. We need to mature. As we do with our own children, Jack would be no good still in nappies because people would be going, what's going off? Why is he still on milk? He's nine years old. You see, we are designed to grow and to mature. And the Bible tells us that we're to crave solid food, to get involved in the word, to start digging deeper, start finding out. As a church, what are the most important services for a Christian? Now, I am not going to stand on my soapbox, I promise. But the most important services for us Christians are the breaking of bread and Bible study. And they're probably the toughest two to get to. Because there are inconvenient times. And it's hard. I know it's hard. 
But as a church, we want to grow, don't we? Spiritually mature is what we're called to be. And I wouldn't be doing my job if I wasn't giving a swift kick every now and again. And believe me when I say this, that God challenges my heart constantly because I know that I would rather at times do my own thing because I love it. And the Bible tells me that I need to seek his face. I need to learn. I need to grow. I need to dig deep. Now, there are more of us in here this morning. Some of you are new and thinking, what on earth have I walked into? Some of you have been before and are expecting this. (laughs) Some of you are wishing you'd stayed in bed. But, you know, the Word of God is precious. And it has the ability to help people like you and me to grow and to learn more about our Savior. But we have to be invested in that relationship. And that's our challenge over the next year. I'm not saying you're going to suddenly come to everything. I'm not going to say that you're going to go home and have nice things to say about Matthew. (laughs) But please believe me when I tell you that this is the Word of God And it's not saying that you've got to get to Bible study on a Wednesday. You'll not find that anywhere. But what it does tell us to do is to learn. What it does tell us to do is to seek growth. What it does tell us to do is to crave the solid food. And that's a forum that we put in place for us as a church, Wednesday evenings at 7 o'clock, and then breaking a bread on Sundays at 10 a.m. What a great place to start. There's a million other things that I could be doing A million other things that we could be doing. But the truth is that the Word tells us two commands. Remember me and be baptized. (laughs) That's it. And these are absolutely key to the Christian walk. What are we looking for? What are we looking for? Fast food? Church People, if you aren't part of this church and you may be just visiting this morning, you ain't going to find it here. We're not fast food. We're not. But what we are is a church that's rooted in the Word of God. And I, I make no apologies for that. And I hopefully, as I learn to get to know you, as I do for our own church, I love and I care and I want the best for us. Because I know the Lord wants the best for me and he wants the best for you. And he wants us to grow. He wants us to learn. He wants us to mature. And this is what we're called to do. There are a million things that I could have spoke on this morning. And when everybody walked in and I saw this full church, I won't hide the fact, a little part of me went, what have you done? But you see, it's not me. It's God. And this morning, with a nice full church, as we've worshipped together, as we've learned together, as we've grown together, then hopefully we take on board what we've learned and what the Lord's told us. Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6 again, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. The only way that we will get straight paths is to trust in the Lord. The only way that we'll get straight paths is to not lean on our own understanding. The only way that we will get straight paths is to put God first in our lives. 
my question again to us this morning is, what are we looking for? And you might think, well, it's okay for you, but here I am all on my own. I have an argument with that. John 14, verse 26. Often we feel quite isolated. And, and you can have hundreds of people around you. <laughs> this is one of the loneliest places because you're all looking at me going, shut up. <laughs> and it can be quite lonely. I remember when I first started um, teaching at Chesterfield College, and you, you, you've got all these people around you, 16-year-olds, 30 of them. Not one of them was my friend. <laughs> Not one. And it's a scary place. But John 14, verse 26, tells us this. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Lord, I feel like I'm on my own. And he says, I have not left you on your own. As we put our faith and our trust in Christ, the moment that we ask Jesus into our heart is the moment that we receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there to guide us. And the word there translates as comforter, helper. We are never on our own. God has told us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He loves us too much for that. He would never leave us on our own because if we were left on our own, what would we do? We'd fail. Heck, we do a good job anyway. But we want God to shape us and to mold us. Then we have to remember and understand that we have the Holy Spirit living with inside us. And he quickens us to, to look into his word, to pray, to seek guidance, to fellowship together, to worship together. This is what the Holy Spirit does within our hearts. And my question is, why do we find it difficult? Because the Holy Spirit is quickening us. Unless we're saying, I've got better things to do. I've got better things to read. I've got better things to watch. I've got Netflix. It's the best five quid a month I'll ever spend. Pick a film. And the challenge for us this year, and it's a yearly thing, there's going to be growth, church. There's going to be growth. It might not be numerically. Heck, there might be half the church next week. <laughs> it might not be numerically, but spiritually we want growth. Uh, bums on seats is great, but we're not here for bums on seats. We count people because people count. We want the best for people, and the best is his word. The best is at the foot of the cross. That's the best. Not a lovely comfy seat, a nice hot bun, a nice hot coffee. These things are fantastic, and we will do that. But do not get surrounded by the noise and think that's what church is about, because it is not. It is about a relationship with our Savior. Amen? I feel like you were listening then. But the Lord God has given us the counselor, the helper, the comforter, the Holy Spirit. So let's be confident, church, that he has got this. And let's be confident that he wants the best for us. And the best for us means to grow in his word. The best for us is to grow in the confidence and assurance that regardless of the uncertainty and the noise around us, that he never changes. He is steadfast and he is sure. And church, you know, his love endures forever. We've got a media. One day you'll make it.
combined every word The former things shall all pass away No more tears One day you'll make sense of it all Jesus, one day every question resolved Every anxious thought left behind no more fear And when we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout the victory See face to face Jesus Is there a greater vision of grace And in a moment we shall be changed On that day And one day we'll be free, free indeed Jesus, one day all the struggle will see We will. 
Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you that as we put our faith and our trust in you, that we have that assurance that one day we will see our Savior face to face. Father, there is no greater joy. Father, no greater prize to await us that, Father, we would see you. And Lord, we just pray that you might just help us and you might encourage us to grow in you. That, Father, that we might not be found in a year's time to be in the same position as we are now, but, Father, that we have grown spiritually. And, Father, our relationship has grown deeper with you. Lord, that's our prayer, that as a church that we would be spiritually mature. Lord, I pray that you will just help us, quicken our spirit, Lord, that we might just go and look and seek your face, that we might seek your word, and that, Lord God, that in that, that we might find development and growth. Lord, we just praise you that we have the opportunity. We praise you for the year that's gone, that, Father, all that you've blessed us with and encouraged us with, and we look forward to this brand new year ahead. And we just pray, Father, that you would just shape us and mold us into what you want us to be. Father, not our will, but yours. And Father, we ask all of these things in and through our Saviour's precious name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.